Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, episode 685. We're talking about uh, neglecting yourself today, and that's um, in the wake of yesterday's episode where we had a guest, uh, Monique, on, and she talked about corporate burnout and people getting burned out chasing the wrong dreams. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's, you really should. It's certainly something I experienced and I hear a lot of, and it's not really weird. So let's remember, like we always do, what are we here for? Well, we're here to talk about creating a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. And I say that all the time, and you've heard me say it uh, 684 times. (laughs) And and he, he, here's the thing. There's lots of parts to that. Create is the first piece. You create your life. Wow, what? So often we've, we just get into the idea that life is just a series of things that happens to us. Like we're born, we have no control over that. Somebody has a kid, and that was us, and here we are. And as a kid, we have things happen to us that are good and that are bad, Maybe as an adult, there's accidents or unfortunate things or people rip us off. And it gets, we get the sense that life is this uncontrollable bunch of stuff that happens around us. And it can seem like that sometimes. And it will seem like that until you make a choice to not have it be that way. And you might be thinking, well, is it that easy? I can just decide, oh, all these things stop happening. No, we don't get to do that. We don't decide what other people do, or we don't pick the weather, or acts of God, or earthquakes, or jet engines falling out of the sky on your house or mine. We create our lives by the energy that we give out. So if you decide you're going to live in joy, you can live in a state of joy, regardless of what happens. Now, that is easy for me to say. And when things are going well, there's enough to eat, and you're safe, and no one's threatening you, you might even start to believe it. And when bad things happen around you that affect you, or someone bombs your house, like's happening in the war in Europe right now, uh, and cities being just leveled indiscriminately and cruelly and without reason, it's easy to think, well, I have no control over my life. You don't have, neither do I, have control over what other people do. What we have is absolute, 100% sovereign, no holds barred, no excuses control over how we feel. And we often give that up. So example of what Monique talked about yesterday is true. You chase the corporate dream. You chase this high level, make a lot of money, get promoted, big importance thing. And you sort of do that because you're supposed to. And then you get burned out because the corporate machine has no mercy. I'll give you an example of that. I worked in a very high-pressure situation for 
several years. It started out as a startup. There was a very high-pressure deadline. Tons of money was riding on it. There were hundreds of millions of dollars, and then billions of dollars at stake. And there was a time for many months we were working seven days a week, sometimes as much as 16 hours a day. So seven by 16. And the leader who was running that, um, you know, was... There was conversation about work-life balance and people getting burned out and not being able to this, that, and the other. And, you know, we need to take care of people and people need to take care of themselves and all that sort of stuff. And then it got to the point where relationships suffered and there were some divorces and, you know, it got pretty serious. And the leader, the CEO at that time, just, so what? There's no such thing as work-life balance. Got to do this. No questions, no holds barred. Who cares? This is it. This is all there is personal life be damned. Well, that was a pretty extreme case. And it was shocking to hear that language. It was shocking to see that attitude. And it was not surprising that his own personal life was in an absolute shambles. And maybe the value that he got for himself came from the work. And so, you know, for that individual, that was all there was. And that was true for him. But that is not a weird one-off thing that the extreme to which it went might be, but maybe not. I mean, you hear my brother, I worked, he's an attorney, and when he first got out of law school, he went to work for one of the, you know, big law firms, and he told me that, you know, especially as a junior guy, infinite hours, just pile on the stuff, and you do that for five, six, seven years, and then... If you do good and you work a trillion hours, then you get, you know, promoted to junior partner, partner, I don't know all the hierarchy. And so that's clear. It happens in the, um, what used to be the big eight, now it's what's left of them, the four, uh, accounting firms, auditing firms, consulting firms. And there's a lot of that that goes around. And so there's a lot of external pressure to create that. And that's the burnout that we talked about yesterday. And if you don't control your life, if I don't, and I didn't, I lived in that 7 by 16, and I suffered a great deal. It was a great deal of personal consequence, personal health consequence, and relationship consequence. I ended up there also getting divorced. So there was a lot of consequence that I wish now I'd known what I know now. I would have insisted on keeping some balance, and if that meant I had to change jobs, I would have done it. So... This is a question of setting priorities, and when we let someone else decide our lives, it's exactly like that. So somebody says, this is important, and you have to do this. You buy into that story, you do, and then whatever the consequences are, they come. Divorce, health failure, personal dissatisfaction, in some cases, alcohol, drugs, and all kinds of other stuff. So... When you talk about burnout, it's real. It comes with a lot of the pressure of what's your, quote, supposed to do. And then you get to a point where you de- you do, you know, I guess you don't have to get to that point. You can die first, and some people do. But you can get to the point where you say, you know what, I get to decide what's important for me. And that's what I mean, a little piece of what I mean when I say you create your own life. 
if if I buy or you buy into that, you got to do this in order to be okay, then that myth, that story creates your life. It creates the hours you work. It creates the things you value. It creates who you suck up to in society or at the company and everything else. If you make choices about what's important to you, then you create your own life. Now, the insidious part is there's this sort of overriding idea that, well, if you do that, then you miss out on the good stuff because the good stuff is only available by buying into this myth. That's where the rub comes in because that's not true. That is an insidious lie. And in fact, the sooner you and I, the sooner you figure that out, the happier you'll be because the truth is you create your life. You create how you feel every day, really. And I know that seems amazing. I was just reading another book about how our thoughts create our reality. And this particular book went into the, you know, quantum physics and particles and Heisenberg uncertainty principles and how there's no such thing as matter and everything is a wave until we measure it. And then the probability makes it appear and all the rest. All that stuff's true. And I've read about it in detail. And maybe you have too. The bottom line is there is absolute ultimate truth in the statement, you create your life. So since that's true, since we also talked yesterday about burnout, then the question, where are you neglecting yourself, which is today's title, is really important. Are you giving high priority to those external goals and pressures to someone else's version of cool, someone else's version of important? I don't know if you are or not, and if you are, here's what I can tell you. Whatever is important to you and means something really to your heart, not because of another story, that will be the thing that brings you the most joy. Chasing somebody else's dream because they said so is empty, it is hollow, and it ultimately leads to sad places. So taking the opportunity, you know, when I define your ultimate life, it's a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy you create by serving with your divine gifts. So that implies a choice to serve. It implies discovering, developing, and, you know, using those divine gifts. We've had several episodes about how to find them, and we could have, we might, we, you know, we'll eventually have more of them, too, and talk about that more. So here's what I want to invite you to think about today. I want you to look at your life and discover where you are neglecting yourself. Where, where is that happening? Is it your health? Are there physical things that are um, being neglected? Is your body where you want it to be? Do you have that kind of health and strength that you want to have? Do you have the stamina you want to have? Are you getting enough sleep? I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they were talking about how sleep-deprived they were. And again, we went to the okay, why, and got into some habits. Well, I like to do this, and I like to do that. And those are in conflict with getting enough sleep. And so so you and I are free to choose to do the things that we say we want and then suffer the consequences of bad sleep and too tired and all the rest. And if you do that, then you know what? You've created your life. Just like we said, you build your life. One choice at a time, one priority at a time. Now, I'm inviting you now to examine where you're neglecting your life. 
where are you neglecting each piece of your life? Now, I artificially uh, divide it up into four categories, SPEM, spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental. And so I use those, and there are some as complicated as the 12 parts of the wheel of life, right? Well, whatever you use, are you hitting on all cylinders? Are you satisfied? Are you okay with how life is going? Do you feel good? Are you energized every day? Physically, are you excited about the work you do? Are you excited about the opportunities in front of you? If you're not, this is a wake-up call. Change them. Now, sometimes when we talk about, when I talk about that with people, they say, well, I can't. I, I don't have options. I can't. Well, there are some people that feel like, well, the only way to do it is to burn the bridges and jump off the cliff and build the chute on the way down. I'm not talking about that. You could do that, and some people do, and, and make it. Most people don't make it. They give up and chicken out, or they try a little, they get hurt and give up. It is better, most of the time, to build a ramp. And it is easy to build a ramp when you adjust how you think about the process. What I mean by that is we have all had summer jobs, jobs that we did for a while that we never intended to be our complete life work. We did them so that we could build something else. Going to college is a perfect example, delivering pizza while you went to school. Nobody ever imagined they'd be a pizza delivery person forever, and they didn't feel bad about doing it. So no matter what you've been doing for a long time, you could decide today, okay, that is my summer job. That, and by that, I don't mean there's anything trivial or negative about it. You might, have been, you might be getting paid a ton of money for your summer job, and that's okay. But if you say, okay, it's my summer job, that means you've decided that it's no longer your permanent thing, and you're looking and building on purpose a new thing. So that's what I invite you to think about in the context of taking care of yourself. Spend time every day. It's why you spam. It's also the foundation of my morning ritual in meditation to connect with the things that you truly want to do instead of the story of what you're supposed to do. Take good care of your spirit, your heart, your soul, whatever you want to call that essence that's inside, and turn down the noise of the social media, the expectations of others. Just turn that noise down. It isn't going to be there to support you when things crash anyway. So connect with what you truly want. Take care of your physical body. I don't care how hard you work. If you work yourself into illness or weakness or some other malady physically, no one's going to come and fix you. No one's coming. You're going to have to deal with that. So caring for your spirit, caring for your body. The third thing is in my little framework, SPEM is E, emotion, that includes all your emotional ties, your relationships. Care for them. Yeah, there's legend stories of people who neglect all that and don't pay attention and don't care, and they pay the consequences. Divorce, broken homes, kids you don't know, sadness, you know, a deathbed, oh, I wish I'd spent more time at the office. Not, no one ever said that. So caring for that, and then M is mental, which you may be doing in your work and you may not. Mental doesn't mean just doing your work. It means your ability to learn, to read, to broaden your horizons, and to be well-rounded. 
Taking care of yourself is a key ingredient of creating your ultimate life. If some piece of you is not cared for, if you're not rounded out, then creating your ultimate life is impossible because you're nagging. Something's nagging and bothering you. And that includes even if you have things that, you know, someone that might be in a wheelchair and they can't walk. Their physical needs are different, but you can still have a fully rounded, capable life. I know that because I've got my own share of physical things that I deal with. I don't have to be in a wheelchair, but I've got other things, and I've got to deal with them, and they could get in my way, but I don't let them. That's a choice. So I invite you to indulge deeply in good self-care. Not self-indulgence, and I know I know I use the word indulge, but do enough self-care so that your cup is full, so that you're capable of thinking clearly, of making good decisions, of discovering, developing, and serving with your divine gifts. So today, are you neglecting yourself? Today, are there changes you want and need to make so that you are fully engaged, fully happy, fully focused, and building on purpose your ultimate life? Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.